Hello everybody and welcome to this week's summary. Being quite a contemplative, if that's a real word, contemplative week. And I started thinking there's a, there's a few things that I'll try and all um, bring back around and put together. The kids class, I was, I was thinking this week about what are we trying to achieve with the kids classes. Like any gym, we've had a few people leave, a few people join. Um, people in the corporate world call it churn. There's always people who are leaving, always people coming. Same as any gym. And I've not got a problem with that. It's fine. It's part and parcel of the game. But what are we trying to achieve with the kids' classes? I've been quite open. I'm not trying to build competitors. I'm not bothered whether people compete or not compete in the kids' classes. That's not why, for me personally, we're doing it. I think there's bigger things at stake. I want to try and build good characters, strong individuals who are confident. And if anything, in the short time that they're with us, they take away some lessons that are going to put them in good stead for the rest of their life. Some of the, the things and the lessons that we try and incorporate into some of the kids' classes. Jiu-Jitsu is just on the surface. If they go away with knowledge on how to defend themselves some technique then that's amazing but also about how to be a good person how to work with other people who you might not get on with how to work with others in a team everyone's different stuff like that is going to put the children who attend the kids classes in good stead for when they go to senior school when they get jobs that's where i am at with the kids classes that's what i want to try and achieve Speaking to some of our junior members earlier on in the week, and they were telling me about, and I'm not going to name names, they were telling me about um, someone who was looking to attend Jiu-Jitsu because, unfortunately, they, they ended up in a bit of a scrap and they came out the wrong end of it. As a result of this, they're looking to do Jiu-Jitsu. And I asked the uh, some of our junior members, straight up what would happen if someone started to start to shove you and push you and pull you around and start to grab you like in all honesty what would you remember any of the techniques we're doing what would be your reaction on that and both of the both of the young members and it was it was good to hear to be honest they were like well it's just like jiu-jitsu isn't it we get pushed and pulled and dragged around here every class he says so it's just like jiu-jitsu one of them was like, I get him in a triangle. The other one was like, I just armbar him. So I think from that perspective, we're doing the right thing. I've always said that um, in terms of females, especially young girls doing jiu-jitsu, it's a relatively safe environment in the gym where you can be pushed, pulled, grabbed, burr-hugged, wrestled in a safe environment. And that's going to build up build up a sense of it's a norm it's a normal thing that happens in a jiu-jitsu class so when someone does it god forbid someone does it for real on the streets or at school it's just jiu-jitsu it's just what happens in a jiu-jitsu class so they're comfortable with that my whole argument is you wouldn't want the first time someone grabs your 
grabs you in a headlock or bow hugs you from behind or pushes you to the ground. The first time that happens in a school playground or in a lesson in a school, in secondary school, whatever. So that's what we're trying to achieve. And it was a good little uh, anecdote that some of the kids um, felt that way, that they would be confident in doing something. And I kind of was thinking about the same thing with the adult classes. What are we trying to achieve with the adult classes? This week has been a bit of an eye-opener for me in terms of I plan the classes, I plan them well in advance. And this week I felt a little bit, mm, I'm not sure about this week's classes. We have covered them previously. We're kind of repeating something again. And it was relatively basic, some of the stuff we were doing. But I've had really good feedback from the technique this week. And I tend to, as a result, I've tended to, I've tended to question myself and overthink almost like the techniques that we're doing. They don't have to be the, and it's, it's I've mentioned before in previous weeks, they don't have to be the newest and the most flashy techniques. People just want the basics so they can do the basics well. It's what I rely on. It's what the other high grades rely on. So thinking about what we're trying to achieve with the adult class, I fall into the trap sometimes of people, of thinking that people are, are into jiu-jitsu as much as I am. Obviously, it's what I do full-time, and that's not the case. I'll touch on earlier of points to take forward, something that I learned from Lloyd Cooper recently. Um, just put it into perspective. Yeah, so the biggest lesson this week and the summary this week is it's the small stuff. It's the small little lessons that people are taking out the classes, whether that is actually jujitsu or whether it's a deeper lesson and how jujitsu can affect you off the mat. Small stuff. It's the basic stuff that's most effective. So things that went well. Tuesday, we had 33 people attending the gi class. And people said the gi is dead. <laughs> but 33 people attending class. We had some old faces come back who've been off with injuries or illness. That was really good to see. Going back to the kids' classes, another thing that went really well this week, we've had, and it's kind of a pattern, we have young kids start at five years of age, and obviously they're really nervous starting, um, all the coaches are really patient, they give the individuals time to, to climatise to the environment, if they just want to sit to the side, they can, and incrementally, they step foot on the mats, they might just do the warm-up, they might just want to do the technique, and it's been like that for a few weeks. And we've had other examples of this before. Prime example being little Seb. Not so little anymore, but the, the progression that he's gone through since he started, it's there for everybody to see. And everyone who knows that story is is a testament to what we do in the kids' classes. But this week we had another relatively new starter, little Freddie. He came and did his first, more or less, first full class um, of jiu-jitsu. So that was really good to see. That was a good... Um, things that went well this week. Opportunities for learning. So I mentioned before Lloyd Cooper. Lloyd Cooper put a post out on Instagram about what the club and the jiu-jitsu class mean to different people. Like I said, I assumed it, and sometimes I get caught up that everybody feels the same way about it that I do, but it's not the case. Some people see it just for the social aspect, 
people want to come and obviously get a good workout in and forget about the troubles. Some people see it like a church, like a community. So an opportunity for learning for me is to is to understand that people see it in different ways. Another issue, relating back to a few weeks ago, people dealing with skin infections and stuff, I can't emphasise it enough. The learning that we received from the podcast that I issued recently with the microbiologist, anybody training with open cuts, grazes or open wounds is not acceptable. That's where your infections like staph are going to come in. You have healthy bacteria on your skin. And with the environment that it is, with all the sweating and rolling around with other people, that sweat takes these bacteria into these cuts on your skin. Once it's in your outside, your body it is no longer healthy, good, unharmful. I shouldn't say healthy, but unharmful bacteria. Once it's in your body, it can become harmful. And this is where we're seeing staph infections and stuff like that. So no open wounds, grazes or cuts on the mats. Yeah, it's okay outside in a gym environment, but in the environment that we are where it's sweater, it can be hot. You're rolling with other people, the sweat gets in the cuts. And that's where these infections and viruses can start to turn nasty. Points to take forward, knowing what I now know. I say it all the time to people, and it's a bit of a cliche that you don't compare yourself to others. What is hard is trying to take your own advice. Now, I'm not talking about comparing myself to other people. What I'm talking about is comparing myself to who I used to be. I've had a few, I've had a conversation this week with a few people around um, weightlifting, workouts outside the gym environment. And it reminds me of a quote that I revisited a few times and it's a quote that stayed with me over over a few, over a couple of decades and I keep revisiting it every now and again. And it's paraphrasing, but it's along the lines of um, remove the chains of ego that don't serve you anymore. So to, to elaborate a little bit on that, I used to train for different purposes. So 20s used to, train, lift weights and that to, to look good, to be bigger, um, to look good when you're out and about around town as a young a young man. And then in your 30s, you start to think a little bit more about function, less, less about looking good and more about being able to do the things that you want to do. And now I'm in my 40s, 43 this year. The workouts that I'm doing aren't serving me anymore. I've spoke to people this week on this topic that I'm feeling more injured from the workouts than I am from doing jiu-jitsu and it's affecting the jiu-jitsu. Dealing with a few injuries at the moment, my shoulder, lower back. And I'm comparing myself to who I used to be and I'm obviously not who I used to be anymore as we get older, things change, priorities need to change and I need to try and let go of the chains that don't serve me anymore around the ego. So like I said last week, I, I've started doing yoga. 
10 minutes a day. I've done more or less every day this week, just 10 minutes in the morning, different body parts each morning. And I was getting frustrated as to, well, yeah, I'm still stiff as a board. I'm not flexible. Me, me shoulders are knackered. And then I had a, a, an epiphany. It took me 10 years to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So why would I assume that a few days of doing yoga would work miracles? It's took probably 20 plus years of training and lifting weights to put me in the position I'm in now where the range of motion's a little bit limited in some of my body parts, some of my joints. It's took 20 plus years of maybe lifting weights incorrectly, maybe trying to lift too heavy to put me in the position I'm in now. So why should I think that overnight I can just rectify those issues? It's going to be a long process. So the points to take forward is to go back to being a white belt again and understand that it's going to take time for things to rectify. And I've got to change the way I think about things. I can't be going trying to lift weights like I'm early 30s, late 20s like I used to do and the weights I used to lift. I've got to be more educated. I've got to be more educated than that and think about longevity more and what do I want to try and achieve. Do I want to be, how long do I want to be doing jiu-jitsu for? And it's got to complement that. What I do outside the gym has got to complement that. I've said it before and I'll say it again, it's worth repeating. You can do anything you want in life, you just can't do everything. So getting those priorities right is something that, knowing that, knowing what I know now, I'm going to try and take forward and put into action. So thank you for listening and hopefully we'll see you on the mats. Take care.